Genesis chapter 34, verse 1. And Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had borne unto Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. So this is after Jacob brought his family back to Canaan. Once he got settled, then his daughter went out to go meet some other young girls who lived in the area. Two, and Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, saw her, and he took her and lay with her and humbled her. Humbled is used in two ways in the Bible. They either use it when somebody is fasting, so it's humbling yourself before the Lord by not eating, and then the other way it's used is when somebody rapes a girl. Three, and his soul did cleave unto Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the damsel and spoke comfortingly unto the damsel. So he was in love with her, and he comforted her afterwards. So he was like emotionally in love with her, even though he did the wrong thing. Sounds like he did take her by force, but he still had feelings for her. Four, and Shechem spoke unto his father Hamor, saying, Get me this damsel to wife. 5. Now Jacob heard that he had defiled Dinah his daughter, and his sons were with his cattle in the field, and Jacob held his peace until they came. 6. And Hamar the father of Shechem went out unto Jacob to speak with him. So this young man basically kind of kidnapped Dinah, raped her, but now he is enamored with her, probably because she's beautiful, because he doesn't know her, so it's probably based on her looks. 7. And the sons of Jacob came in from the field when they heard it, and the men were grieved, and they were very wroth, which means angry. So the men are Dinah's brothers, and they were upset and sad, mad and sad at the same time, because he, the young man, had wrought a vile deed in Israel in lying with Jacob's daughter, which thing ought not to be done. They don't practice fornication and prostitution, and basically he was treating them as if they did. 8. And Hamor spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longeth for your daughter. I pray you give her unto him to wife. 9. And make ye marriages with us. Give your daughters unto us, and take our daughters unto you. 10. And ye shall dwell with us, and the land shall be before you. Dwell and trade ye therein, and get your possessions therein. So the prince of the land is saying, Let's mingle and mix. Let's mix cultures, mix religion, and in exchange, we'll get wealth from you and you will get wealth from us. You can trade with us and we can marry into your wealthy family and become more prosperous ourselves. So it sounds good to the prince of the land because he loses nothing. He only gains. He gets a wife for his son, the, the wife that his son wants. His son is off the hook for rape and fornication. He gets to prosper financially from the deal. So it's kind of an insult just for him to ask this. 11. And Shechem said unto her father and unto her brethren, Let me find favor in your eyes, and what ye shall say unto me I will give. So now he's offering a dowry for Dinah. 12. Ask me never so much dowry and gift, and I will give according as ye shall say unto me, but give me the damsel to wife. So now both the father and the son are saying, We'll pay anything. 13. And the sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor, his father, with guile. Guile means deceit. So they answered deceitfully and spoke because he had defiled Dinah, their sister. Now, it sounds like Jacob was still at home holding his peace about the matter until he could discuss it with his family. But his family, his sons who were out in the field, they came to the house, but they met 
the prince of Shechem out in front of the house. And so they're having this conversation with Shechem and Hamar, his father, without their father, Jacob, being able to hear it. Because Jacob would not have lied to the prince, but these sons are going to lie. So they spoke because he had defiled Dinah, their sister, 14, and said unto them, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one that is uncircumcised, for that were a reproach unto us. 15. Only on this condition will we consent unto you, if ye will be as we are, that every male of you be circumcised. So they're saying, We don't want money for a dowry. We want your foreskins. We want your whole town to be circumcised. 16. Then will we give our daughters unto you, and we will take your daughters to us, and we will dwell with you, and we will become one people. Now, they're telling a lie. They don't mean any of this, but it's part of a plot. 17. But if ye will not hearken unto us to be circumcised, then we will take our daughter, and we will be gone. 18. And their words pleased Hamor and Shechem Hamor's son. So what they're saying is, if you don't get circumcised, we're going to go into your house and take Dinah out and take her home. But if your whole city gets circumcised, then we'll let you marry Dinah and we'll marry your daughters. 19. And the young man deferred not to do the thing because he had delight in Jacob's daughter. So the young man, Shechem, was happy at the thought of getting circumcised if that meant that he could marry Dinah. And he honored above all the house of his father. 20. And Hamer and Shechem his son came unto the gate of their city and spoke with the men of their city, saying, 21. These men are peaceable with us. Therefore, let them dwell in the land and trade therein. For behold, the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters to us for wives and let us give them our daughters. 22. Only on this condition will the men consent unto us to dwell with us, to become one people. If every male among us be circumcised as they are circumcised. 23. Shall not their cattle and their substance and all their beasts be ours. Only let us consent unto them and they will dwell with us. So what they're saying is, if they marry our daughters, then we inherit their wealth, basically. And if we trade with them, we inherit their wealth. So getting circumcised is going to be a worthy exchange for all this wealth that we're going to get. 24. And unto Hamer and unto Shechem his son hearkened all that went out of the gate of his city. So that means that everybody listened to them always. They had a lot of clout. And every male was circumcised, all that went out of the gate of his city. Now you're going to find out real quick why Jacob's sons demanded that the whole city be circumcised, not just Shechem and Hamor's household. 25. And it came to pass on the third day when they were in pain. You know how when you get an injury, it doesn't hurt as much on day one as it does on the third day? So on the first day, they probably bled a lot, but the pain really set in hard on the third day. That was probably the day that they didn't want to get up and do a lot of things and couldn't run and jump around because it would just cause more pain. But when they were in pain, two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brethren, took each man his sword and came upon the city unawares and slew all the males. So Simeon, who I think is the second oldest, and Levi, who is, I think, the fourth son, went into the city and killed every single man. So I guess none of the men were fit for fighting that day. They killed them all. 26. And they slew Hamor and Shechem his son with the edge of the sword and took Dinah out of Shechem's house and went forth. So they 
captured Dinah back. 27. The sons of Jacob came upon the slain and spoiled the city because they had defiled their sister. So now the rest of Jacob's family, the rest of his sons, came and took wealth out of the city. 28. They took their flocks and their herds and their asses, and that which was in the city and that which was in the field. So they took everything. 29. And all their wealth and all their little ones and their wives took they captive and spoiled even all that was in the house. So they're taking the women and children as prisoners of war. 30. And Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, Now this is their father. Ye have troubled me to make me odious unto the inhabitants of the land, even unto the Canaanites and the Perizzites. And I, being few in number, they will gather themselves together against me and smite me, and I shall be destroyed, I and my house. So Jacob is upset because Jacob would have never agreed to this or done this. He didn't want to make war with that city because he thinks all the other Canaanites who live in the land in the other cities are going to come and make war with him, and he can't win. So what Jacob is saying is he was upset by what happened with Dinah, but it isn't wise to start a big war that we're not prepared to fight. Because sure, we can kill the men in that town, but we can't kill all the men in the surrounding towns. So Jacob is saying, now you've caused trouble, and we're all going to get slaughtered. 31. And they said, should one deal with our sister as with a harlot? So they're arguing with their father. We had no choice. They defiled our sister and brought us to shame. There was no other option. And that is where we leave off on Genesis chapter 34.